Hey guys, I'm Brad. I'm Lisa. And welcome to Unrunned to Pursuit. We just want to invite you guys into real unedited conversations about real life topics that affect your marriage. Yeah, guys, we are passionate about training and equipping marriages to succeed through God. Welcome back to season five, episode six. We are happy to have you guys with us today. I'm waiting for you to to go back and forth with me about what? which episode we're on. Since that's what you did last week, but you you solid with wrong. me, yeah. Oh, go right. for it, right. fire it off. <laughs> We're so happy you guys are with us today. <clears throat> we want to start off just like we do every single week with a review from one of you guys. Which once again, thank you so very much. This is such an encouragement to us, but ultimately it helps other people find us, which is mm-hmm. what we want people to have more hope for their marriage, right? So this one is from KB Mom X Four. So this is a new listener to an awesome podcast as a title says, I started following unrelenting pursuit on Instagram and it just spoke so much to me. And I decided to finally give their podcast a try, man, talk about moving the, his part, her part, the, her part is me and how I need to surrender. So moving, I highly encourage anyone that is struggling to let go of a situation, whether in their marriage or life, go listen and follow unrelenting pursuit, which Thank you so much for for that. And yeah. and the reason we are just out here like pouring <laughs> our hearts out is literally for that reason mm-hmm. is so that someone can have hope and in the situation they're in, they can have hope. So just way cool. Yeah, it is super cool. So, did you say what episode we were? Yeah, I did, baby, right in the beginning. Brad, mm-hmm. while I was doing that, for, was proceeding to yawn and stretch. <laughs> so this is where we're at, folks. <laughs> Brad got himself Look, as if you are a listener, uh, you know that if Brad naps, it is not a rejuvenating effect for him. No, he's just tired for I the know. rest of the day. Not me, man. I get my twenty minutes, and I'm like <laughs> gold after that. Yeah, no. So Brad took a nap today. I I didn't mean to. Danger zone. Danger zone. So we need a lot of Holy Spirit today. I mean, yeah. Every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> if i'm up past 9 30 for a couple nights in a row I mean, i'm done seriously brad was up late because it was his birthday this past week he's up late and he's still paying the price i had fun all, two, day, two days later yeah. two, two days later he's still paying the price yeah. for staying up too late <laughs> so ridiculous but it was really awesome and yeah you're the big four four now yeah I say that I'm only a I month know. away from it, but I just want to like <laughs> revel in the fact that you're older than me. For married to an older man, yeah. <laughs> older and wiser. <laughs> Anyways, so for those of you that have been following along for a while, we are in the middle of a series, kind of going over our journey and steps to specifically rebuilding trust and reconciliation. We wanted to have a chronological sequence we could point people towards mm. that they could just go and kind of listen to our story and steps we've taken. So if you haven't listened to that, his part, her part, this is the yeah. beginning of season five. We'd encourage you to go ahead and listen to this in a chronological order just so you get the whole picture. So today we're specifically going to be talking kind of about two specific things in one. You had a Minnesota about right now. I did. Yeah. Mm. A boot. <laughs> <laughs> you totally every once right in now. a while it comes out yeah. and i just don't even realize yeah. it if i'm around my family for any <laughs> length of time my husband says my minnesota accent comes right back out yeah but anyways so today we're going to be talking about do you know 
Do you know what we're talking about? <laughs> you literally, we've talked about this. <laughs> this is it. I just Listen, you're not going to do to me what you did last week. All right. I did a lot of things to you last week. <laughs> okay, you can do some of the things. <laughs> no, um, no, we're going to talk about guardrails, um, and we'll get into like what they are and all that, and then also accountability. Yeah. So kind of to. And I didn't fully blindside you last week on the episode. Yes, I you did. Sort of did. No, you hundred percent. I knew the topic. That was it. But I even told you it's going to be for a twist. So I kind of figured well, yeah, you put two and two know. together. No. <laughs> Never assume, people. Uh, Never assume. So, yeah, specifically we wanted to talk today in the, in the journey. And we kind of, we've mentioned this before that all of these various steps we took. N- number one, they are not a guarantee that it's going to save your marriage. So we want to always emphasize that. And number two, <laughs> I love Brad just taking a drink and coughing right now. It's not... <laughs> It was not like a sick comment. It's the wrong tube. Oh, great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Golly. You know we're not edited because that's just going to stay in. Yeah, that was totally wrong. Tube. It's going to stay in the episode and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. So. Gosh. Anyways, All we right. want to emphasize that making sure you know these are not steps that are just going to magically save your marriage. We're just sharing our story. And we also want to emphasize that they kind of weave in and out together. But I would say these are ingredients. Absolutely. To to save a marriage. Main ingredient, Jesus. Yes. Over and over and over again. No matter if you've gone through things in your marriage or not, Jesus. So guardrails and accountability. So you give me a definition of what you feel guardrails are. Like... (laughs) I feel like you really need to wake up right I, now. No, <laughs> I'm awake. I uh, I did like I did a Google search, and then I, you know how when you like you know, swipe, and then it goes back to the Google homepage, and yeah. I was like, shoot, and I like wrote guardrails again. I just got literally like rhino Pictures, guardrails yeah. of stuff, and I'm like, shoot, no. Um, so I read a definition because I, I mean, we can explain it. Also, but I was just curious, like, we've heard about this um, through. Um, many different w- people talk about boundaries yeah. and guardrails. But we specifically heard about it on, in a sermon years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were, because we never called them guardrails. We were just like, these are rules. Yeah. Right? I, I would say that that would be more of what we. How we started. Yeah. Off, it's but, hard for me to even say rules now that we have talked about guardrails, but yeah, yeah I guess that's, that's probably what, what it we was. Thought that's about how it started. It. Yeah. It, I mean, we, we'll get in now, sorry, but that's basically what it was. It was a rule, a, you know, rule book um, for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but anyway, um, so guardrails are systems that you put in place to proactively save your marriage and or yourself from heartache from you know problems in your marriage or from problems that you could face yeah i would say they help you to honor what you like protect what you value yeah and that's what it is in marriage too so you know to kind of give the imagery of a guardrail like anyone who drives like you know what a guardrail is on the side of a highway and what the intention behind it is to stop you from careening over the edge and or around the curve or whatever that might be and so we talk a lot about this being a really key ingredient in your marriage because 
we want you to bump the guardrail so that you get back onto the right path versus, <clears throat> oh no, yeah. I'm plunging down the cliff. Yeah. And here I we mean, go again. How in the heck did I get here? I just like took this one little turn just a little bit. And yep. so that's the goal behind having guardrails is that you recognize what you need to protect beforehand. Cause we would prefer anyone in their marriage. This is yeah. not about being in crisis. Anyone in your marriage develop these and have conversations about it. So for us personally, well, like I was saying, it's, they started out as rules. They started out as so rules. We didn't we're have an, we didn't have reconciling. A, yeah. And it was like, you know, I think the, one of the big ones was like, you're not like for me, cause I don't think you ever did this, but for me it was like, I don't, I can't, I don't take my cell phone into the restroom mm-hmm. with me. That was like, I think that was like one of the first ones. Well, and I, I would, and, I would say to just kind of put in some context mm-hmm. at this point, we were discussing kind of like where areas were that were, yeah. you know, specifically could cause concern and worry in, yep. in me. Yeah. And also just like a protection over you and the spaces that you had allowed things into your life that you mm-hmm. didn't want to. So the, the conversations were happening. They were just kind of, were being laid out and it's in a real hurtful zone. Well, but also we like the intention wasn't like, Oh, this is how, like, are the conversations never were like, this is how we're going to protect our marriage yeah. from this point on. No, they weren't. This is how, like, you help save a marriage and you honor that. That, that wasn't the case. That wasn't, Mm-mm. it wasn't the case at first. At first it was literally like, I don't want you alone with your cell phone. Like, you don't go to the restroom with your cell phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, dealing with pornography. No, you're not, we're not going to watch that movie because there's nudity. Mm-hmm. Or there's a sex scene or something like that. Like, you know, so it wasn't, at first it wasn't like, all right, how can we honor our marriage? We weren't doing it from a healthy place. No, uh-uh. <laughs> it was, and that's why I'm saying, like, we didn't even know they were guardrails. To me, and I've talked about this before, a lot of those things were, they were rules. And at first to me, it was like restrictive, mm-hmm. remember? And then as I grew with my walk with Christ, then I started understanding like the freedom behind that discipline. So explain that a little bit more. <laughs> Let me take a sip of my coffee. I feel like I'm on a talk show. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Buffer rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you're still, and I, I would venture to say everybody that's, um, you know, trying to make themselves better, um, trying not to sin, you know, like mm-hmm. Christ follower. And they're trying to turn their lives around, especially in, in the instance of addiction or, you know, something huge that's happened. You're setting these rules in place in your life or someone is right. Like in this instance, it was Lisa. I wasn't the one that was like, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to ever go in the bathroom myself. Like I, I just didn't, it wasn't something I was like. We were like, both kind of in survival mode at this point. So I yeah. think it was just like, well, I guess this is something that needs to happen so we don't yep. both lose it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at first, it felt restrictive in the sense that, like, I felt like my freedoms were being taken away. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I had no more privacy. Not just cell phone in the room, you know, but just in general, like, you had, which... I'm like 
going back to then, right? Yeah. So you had access to my phones. I, mm-hmm. you know, it bothered me. Why did it bother me? Well, now I could say, oh, it's probably because I wanted privacy. Like I'm a man, like I should have, you know, these things. When in actuality, it bothered me because I was holding on to like remnants mm-hmm. of a past that I didn't want to hold on to anymore, but I'm addicted Right. And so like, I'm still trying to hold on. And so that's what I, I mean by it was restrictive at first until my relationship with Christ started becoming stronger. And then I started understanding that discipline isn't a bad word, right? you know, that discipline actually gives us freedoms, you know, like we've said in, in past episodes or I have, or maybe it was a different, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, when, when you like growing up, I always felt that there was a list of don'ts and, and you don't do that. And if you don't do that, then you're good with God. And then you get to go to heaven, Mm -hmm. right? There's a, I get to go to heaven list and there's like the other list, Mm -hmm. right? If you do anything like that and sorry, you know? And so that's how I felt that generally speaking, that's how I felt that, you know, religion was. It was like this list of don'ts and that's it. Yes, there is a list of don'ts. They're not to get you to heaven. Mm -hmm. They're to help you honor God, like through your life. But once you start finding your own relationship with Christ and, and wrestling, wrestling that I just read this today. I'm trying to think of the like cool term to use (laughs) wrestling out your own faith then you start realizing these aren't a list of rules. This is freedom. These, these, these things I can't do, they're not restrictions. It's freedom to live my life honoring God, right? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes really, it makes perfect sense. So I had these restrictions put on me. I don't even think, well, at this point for sure, I wasn't like, well, you need to do this mm-hmm. and you need, no, I, I, <laughs> I didn't say anything like that. Like I was, you, all right, you, you want me to do that? Fine. It was all like right. humble pie, eat the humble pie. That's where yeah. you were at this my, Oh, you want me to dance now? Okay, I'm dancing. Look at me. You know, I'm, I'm going like, to try that so much. Like, dance for me, baby. <laughs> yeah, like what do you want me to do? I'll do it. Um, so that's definitely how that was. Like I was not thinking, we weren't even thinking like this is how. Mm-mm we protect and honor our marriage. It wasn't until years later. And I think that list grew. Mm-hmm. Um, and it grew in the sense of like, this is how we, now we started learning. Mm-hmm. This is how we protect our marriage. Right. Right. And it is so foreign to me when I see other couples that either don't have, that don't have these, that really what it is, that they don't have And it's them. so funny because we were those people. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but then we were those people, but at the same time, you're like, oh, well, I go to church, you know, I'm doing the mm-hmm. thing, like, it's okay, like, I'm protected. And it's like, well, why aren't you, you know, what are your guardrails for your marriage? We've asked many couples. Many couples this. Some of us, like, some couples are like, oh, you know, we kind of, you know, whatever, maybe one or two other couples are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like guardrails. What are you talking about? And I mean, so now like one of our big guardrails is we don't have relationships with 
the opposite sex friendships mm -hmm. with opposite sex without us both, you know, being involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have super close friends that are married and like, she knows everything about us. You know, we know everything about them. Great. Like, yeah. You know, we all friendship. love each other. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, like I didn't seek out her friendship mm -hmm. like by myself. It's not healthy. It's not, I mean, I, I don't like it. Like I've, I've had to take relatives mm -hmm. like that are the girls like my age. I've had to take them, you know, like airport or whatever and just ride in the car alone. It feels weird to me, even though that's my cousin, mm -hmm. you know, or that, you know, like nothing, nothing ill intent on your part. It's just, you've Absolutely developed not. that guardrail so intently on your part that you, you're safeguarding it in such a like intense way, really. Like yeah. that's that's what it is, and I think that is. Don't mess with my microphone, baby. I <laughs> listen. You're coming in a little muted, oh. and so I raised the front end towards your face, and all of a sudden the sound was great. And then you're like, "Don't mess with. I'm put it back down." Boom. It's a guardrail, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, I think what is funny you talking about guardrails and like the fact that we do ask a lot of couples who have never really had these discussions and we didn't have these discussions. I will say I thought we had guardrails in place, but we never talked about it and there was never a term. Does that make sense? And well, I think because maybe that's where a lot of people land. Yeah, well, because it's like, oh, I'm married. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so you, I'm there, not going to do these things. There's things you don't do. Mm -hmm. Right. Even though like, I don't know if it's generational, but like, it's weird. Like I've seen older couples like friends and they'll, they'll kiss, you know, like the opposite. Where are you seeing these things? I don't, just, <laughs> just, just out and about. Yeah. No, I've seen it <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, past yeah. and I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. That's no, not I, your husband. That's weird. Yeah. It's super weird. I agree. Maybe it's like an old thing. Right. Well, let's ask the old people in our life, whether that's a thing or not. We will. Okay. Yeah, we we're will. not the oldest people in our lives. <laughs> no, right? we're not. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you randomly kiss your friends once you get older? I just want to know. Uh, well, no, not once you get older. I think it's like an old generation thing. Anyway, that well, I would want a guardrail on that. Okay. Like, noted. It's, <laughs> it's on the podcast. Okay. It's, good. It's there. Yeah. You're talking about kissing on the lips. Yeah. Because in Hispanic culture, you kiss on the cheeks. All the time. Uh, yes. No. That, that is a thing. No. Okay. I, listen, who's more Hispanic at this table? You. Thank you. Hun okay. 100%. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but when we go a to hugging, all the family gatherings. Hugging. Yes. Like if you go to a family gathering of mine and you do not make the rounds, there's something wrong with you. And those two grandmas over there are going to be wondering, mm -hmm. what's wrong with him? Why didn't they come hug me? Even when you say Bye. You make the rounds again. It's true. Hugging, hugging, hugging. But I mean, I guess my aunts have kissed me. Um, it's become but, a problem actually because when I go yeah. up north, where that's not, and they're part scared, of the culture. like, why are you touching me? And I'm trying to hug everybody. Yeah, gets a little, yeah. <laughs> that's totally off topic. But I do think, like, with the guardrails thing, what we're wanting to encourage somebody is, regardless of where you are at, at the yeah. stage you're at. Yes, like, and or. Even regardless of what could, even regardless of, I feel like I'm editing. Let me start again. Three, two, one. Even regardless, <laughs> you know how like you, you know, anyway, even <laughs> if you don't have any issues, 
right? Your husband, quote unquote, doesn't right. have any issues. That's what I'm saying. You, quote unquote, don't have any issues. Then, like, let's talk about this one specifically, like nudity in TV shows and or movies, like sex scenes, nudity, right? Yeah. Like, as a married couple, you shouldn't be going to see them. Is it healthy for you? Like, these are the questions I think that help people develop guardrails. Yes. Does this honor my spouse? Okay. Does this honor myself? Mm-hmm. These are questions. Um, would I do this if Jesus was sitting next so to me? So <laughs> I was just going to say that one. I was just going to say that one I'm because. Your mind. Well, yes, but I'm about to twist. Okay. 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 So I was just going to say that one and I 100% agree with it. Right. You think Jesus, you're thinking about the WWJD bracelets back in the day? No, but that's, yeah. But this is, you know, that mentality is true, mm-hmm. right? He's never not there. But like, I think there's a lot of people that just blow that up, you know, blow it away. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. If Jesus was sitting next to me, because, I mean, if you think about it, he's always there. Like if Jesus was physically sitting next to me, would I want to go and be in the bathroom going number two? <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Want that. <laughs> I know he knows like he made me like, I know I have to do it, but I don't want to do it. Right. You know mm-hmm. So I'm saying? Like there's things that, no, I the premise of what you're saying is 100 percent true, but the entire like, all of the listeners now are having to envision you in the bathroom. Envision yourself. <laughs> anyway, what I'm getting at is that I know many. We've known many couples that that's not even a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like they'll watch whatever popular. HBO show or series or whatever's coming on and there's like tons of sex, tons of nudity and it's not even a thing because they will say, no, it's not a problem. Like we have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. Like why is that? You know? So they'll just like, whatever. Well, also you're dipping your toes where you don't want them to be. And, and, and I would venture to say that some of those husbands and and wives wives, probably have a problem. Mm-hmm. Or or what images are in their head yes. later on when you're in the bedroom? The whole thing is is we're what we're wanting to do is to emphasize like what you think about, yeah. what you see, what you say. Those things mm-hmm. influence the direction and you're going. Let's even go so far to say, okay, is it okay if if we're sitting there as a couple? Is it okay if it's a you know a nude? dude running away all you see is butt mm-hmm. is that okay all right well maybe maybe right now you're like yeah that's whatever it's fine i don't care all right now put a chick yeah we, instead of we the dude this we had this conversation yeah, yeah yeah put a chick there instead of the dude now is it okay mm-hmm. and and if you are having guardrails if you are trying to keep your relationship healthy all of a sudden you're like well yeah if that was a woman i probably we'd mm-hmm. probably like VidAngel that part, not see it. Yeah, right? that, I was going to say that we use VidAngel. It's an app that we actually pay for monthly that we can, for, for those of you who are wondering, like, they, they literally have <laughs> no possible <laughs> options for entertainment. <laughs> but we find that a worthwhile investment in our own marriage and in honoring yeah. one another, and even for our kids, we find that to be a worthwhile investment. Mm. No, they are not paid advertisers. Just, just no. to say. <laughs> but if you listen to it, 
but um, but it's part of that thing like the way that i kind of think about that too is it's like so what we like to do is justify our behaviors it's yes. it's, it's just within us it's human nature it's human nature so what we want to say is we want to justify our entertainment choices mm-hmm. the things that bring us mindless pleasure whether it is scrolling on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, like I'm going to just hit all the, the pressure yeah. points now. Mm-hmm. You, what mm-hmm. you watch on TV, you know, who you're talking to. We want to justify the things that make us feel good. Yeah. And, and so we will give so much leeway in our own entertainment yeah. like sphere because yeah. we don't want to give you, up anything. Who are you following on Instagram? Like these yeah. are all things that like as a married couple – you have to think about mm-hmm. like if I I don't have my own Instagram page. If I did, I told Lisa though, if I did, it'd be like to sign up for all the free giveaways. First so, of all, he's messing anyway. with our algorithm so badly on Instagram that all that I see now on Reels are Frenchies, the little puppies. They're cute. Just like it's like become a problem. They're cute. It's They're cute. Just- I don't know what to say, <laughs> but that's a good point. You but, know, on Instagram too. Like, yes. what are how are you presenting yourself on Instagram? Oh like, yeah, here's a whole but, other issue. Yeah, and but that's a guardrail, <laughs> it's and a that's guardrail. what I'm saying. Like, so the guardrails in your life, like we said at the very beginning, there's systems to help you guard your marriage, right? To before something's wrong. Yes, guard your marriage, not coming out of out of uh, uh, you know. Crisis. crisis and like we have to do something why not do it prior to please do it right please. and so yeah the guard wrote, like we 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 don't like we even don't like shows with like language i don't i hear it all the time i don't need to hear it like i don't need to turn on a show and hear language um we don't want our kids to hear that we have uh trackers blockers whatever they're called on all our electronic devices because do my kids have an issue with that no do i want them to ever no. Have and there so, been incidents yes. even with us trying to protect our kids? Absolutely. Yes. And that's what's so scary. Because <laughs> look around. Yeah. Like everything, if you look around, everything you see is a opposite of how you would want to honor your marriage. Yeah. If you just look around at entertainment, look around at whatever, whatever news feed, whatever it is, like look around and you'll just constantly be seen. Like, you know, things that do not honor marriage, yeah. period, and don't honor your marriage. As our youngest son, distraction. <laughs> it's a distraction, yeah. You know, you guys aren't seeing this, but our younger son will dance around and distract Lisa if, he does, she does, if he's trying to, quote, unquote, protect me in doing something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but anyway, we've set these up in place to honor our marriage. And also, I want to honor Lisa and I want to honor my walk with Christ. Yes. Like that is what guardrails are for. Mm-hmm. That, that is why, you know, you can even go so far as having guardrails and or boundaries, whatever you want to call them in your career. Absolutely. You can have them in your social life. You can, you know, definitely have them at home, have them with your kids. If you're single, you can still have them. Yes. Please have them before you're married. You can still have them. So it's not something that's exclusive to, marriage but it is something i would say that should be exclusive if you want to better your life absolutely period people who live productive lives the people you want to be around man they have discipline they have guardrails we did a whole episode on discipline but this is this is a specific guardrail one talking about the disciplines you need to develop in your life if you do whatever you want whenever you want 
you are not heading in a good direction. No, no, it's just it's no. just not it's not good for you. Down to I mean, these are things that in every area of your life will bring you to better places. Yeah, if you establish them and live by them, and I think they're worth having. For those of you who are listening, going like, okay, well, it's great. Um, I would like some of these guardrails, but my spouse is not going to be willing to have them or won't walk in them. I would say a couple of things. Uh, first of all, it's a really good idea to have a set time where you can talk to your spouse about mm-hmm. this and with the foreknowledge of what you're going to talk about. Yep. So don't just go in blindsided. Don't get off this episode. Go to your spouse mm-hmm. and say, so we need guardrails right now. And no. guess what? We can't watch any of the shows we're watch- we've been watching. Because yeah. it's yeah. not going to end well for, no. for you. You're going to end up frustrated and, and disappointed. I would say go in with, you know, having the the knowledge beforehand that this is what you're going to do mm-hmm. without the emotion, without the hurt and saying like, and asking questions of your spouse. Yeah. What do you think would be something we need to help put in place to protect our marriage? Yeah. And be and listen and then be willing to kind of continue the conversation cuz I would say for Brad and I these things became honed in as we developed our relationship with Christ and with one another. Oh yeah, I've, we like, wanted them more. Yes, at first and that's what I was trying to get at if I didn't come if I didn't make my point earlier. I felt like everything was restrictive because I was still hiding. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I started to like really just prioritize Christ in my life and do that, that all of a sudden I was like, I'm free. I'm free, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, now, I mean, we have our guardrails and to help us with our guardrails, See, I'm going to do this loop. Ooh, I like it. To help us with our guardrails, (laughs) we have accountability. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, like you cannot have accountability with just your spouse. No, 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 no. Please do not do that. You can't do it. Not because they shouldn't know everything about you, but let's say you have a lust problem Mm -hmm. right now and you're dealing with it and maybe you just, maybe it's a really bad problem or you're just now handling it, right? Just now trying to figure out how to get rid of it. And everything triggers you. Like, imagine if your wife came to you and and was like, oh, I'm having a lust issue right now because, you know, I was at the grocery store and I saw some guy. Right? Like, what would that make you feel like? Yeah, exactly. And so it's not that you don't want your spouse to know what you're going through and all that, but also, like, you don't want to just sit there and, like, every time you have an issue... You're like, hey, babe, like, you know, I was tempted today, but I didn't do anything. It's like, well, why? It's also, like, I it's mean, so, so there's two two things. I think a lot of times recognizing and even verbalizing like, hey, man, the victories is like a good thing yeah, to a certain extent. But also this idea of for like, at least on my, in my perspective, like when, you know, this beginning time when we were trying to figure out, we didn't have any terminology for any of these things, but somehow I felt responsible for your behavior. Yeah. And it was toxic. Mm -hmm. I felt responsible for both your failures and your wins because in some way, shape or form, like either I felt I failed. So you somehow fell short because I must've failed you in some capacity. Yeah, I must not have been, you know, having enough sex or I must not have been, you know, like those things are, 
or honest thoughts that go through your head when, when there's failings after that. Mm-hmm. And, or I felt like, Oh, I must be doing all of these things right. Yeah. So that, you know, we're doing good right now. And mm-hmm. either way it puts me in direct ownership of you, mm-hmm. which is, not no. healthy and no, not, not good. And it creates a toxic environment completely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, I have to. So first you do all the things right. Oh, I have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm just, while you were talking, I was like, wait a minute. Well, you be doing all the things right. It's good. So anyway, I have Christian men in my life that I'm accountable to. Yeah. And vice Notice versa. It's the Christian men, men. I don't go, and pour out anything on any opposites and any woman mm-hmm. other than my wife. Like I'm not going to go around and go like even emotionally, like even if it's not an issue, like I don't go talk emotionally to any woman. Like mm-hmm. I feel awkward when I'm like at church and you're like five steps away from me with your coffee <laughs> and your hat and your glasses and like okay. talking away. Okay. <laughs> and then there's like a chick right there and she's like, Hey, like I know her. Like, Hey, how you doing? Like we know her. And I'm all, Hey, hey. she's right there. You don't want to talk to me. You want to talk about what she's right over there. The hat. Just look for the hat going like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, exactly. You'll find her. But I feel weird. I'll even do like the shuffle to get closer to you. This like, is don't leave me alone. Mm. I've said that so many times. And they're like, what we've, are you talking about? I'm not leaving we, you alone. Before we've walked in somewhere, <laughs> I've literally looked at least I'm like, could you not leave me? Every introvert no. out there right now is like, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. No, but where I, that is like, I don't, I don't talk anything really meaningful to someone of the opposite sex without you being there. Nor, nor do you go to a man who is struggling in the same space you are at that moment. No, no, no. Yeah. So when you find someone that you need to be accountable to, it could be a peer, but you need to find someone that's spiritually more mature than you are. And, and that season. Yeah. Right. Because, because at some point, like, I mean, you'll grow, you'll grow and you'll become mature. You know, but right then and there, I need to find someone maybe that's been there yeah. and now they're okay. And, and like the guy I found, he had an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. It's like this chain, right? But it wasn't, so it was like, we, what we did, we talked and, and um, Hey, I'm going to reach out to you once a week and see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you need to text me at any time, text me. If you need to call me anytime, call me, whatever it was. And so like once a week we'd meet and Hey, how's everything going? Oh, it's going great. You know, or I'm stressed out. Like it probably wasn't even most of the conversations at this point when I learned that I needed accountability partner were not necessarily about struggling. Mm-hmm. It was more of one. And this is like the goes back to the, you know, what would Jesus do? Or if Jesus was sitting next to you, would you do this? I'm accountable to Christ. Mm-hmm. We all are individually. I'm accountable to Christ. I know that. But guess what happens? you still fail. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I was saying earlier. It was like, yeah, you could always think Jesus next to you, but you're going to fall even though you're putting that weight. Right. I'm accountable to Christ. So I also needed to be accountable to someone here and it can't just be, I'm accountable to Lisa. Yeah. 
but I can't just have her as being my only person I'm accountable to. Mm-hmm. Like I needed someone that would reach out to me. I needed someone that would challenge me. Maybe not even challenge me in specifically what I was doing, but just challenge me in general. As a man. Yeah. As a man. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Tom, blue in the face, one like the reason why the men are the way they are today is because they're never challenged beyond some virtual way of being challenged, mm-hmm. right? Let me f- put a video game in, try to get to level 10. That's the, that's the extent of being challenged. It's, it's so what do they do? They start like reaching out for all these other things. They're not, no one ever decides to challenge. They're always afraid they're going to hurt people's feelings. Oh, I'm going to make this dude cry. I'm going to make him mad. I don't want to offend you. No, we're men. We're men. I'll tell you the group of men that I work around top notch dudes challenged all the time, all the time challenged. And all of us know we're going to get challenged by each other. But what does that breed? That breeds men mm-hmm. stepping up into different roles. Right. And like, if you don't have that, if I don't have an accountability partner, that's going to challenge me, then I might as well just be looking in the mirror and asking if I had a great week. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's, that's the bottom line. Like we came through crisis, not knowing the terminology, not knowing what to do, setting rules, learning and being established in our walk with Christ separately first, Mm -hmm. then together we did all that. And this is what we found works. Yeah. One, I had to humble myself. I had to let go of all my pride I had to forgive myself. I had to discipline myself in all these things. And what has happened since then, right? I've stepped into roles that God's called me to do where I'm super uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I'm ready. Like, <laughs> like don't feel like I'm ready at all every single time. But what I do is step into those roles. I'm being challenged. I'm being challenged to be a better spiritual leader. I'm being challenged to be a better father. I'm being challenged to be a better husband. I'm being challenged to be a better teammate. I'm being challenged to be a better person, Mm -hmm. a better man. Yeah. Period. Right? That's what I'm being challenged with daily. And so if I'm not putting these things, if I don't have guardrails in my life, then I'm just living however I want to live. Aimlessly. Aimlessly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And aimlessly and just hoping that things work out. Mm-hmm. There's one particular person in my head right now. Like I know they don't really have guardrails in their life. And it's just like, which way is the tide going to take me today? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, like I struggle with this, but it's okay. It's which way is the tide going to take me today? One day it's good. One day it's bad. Like that's going to be that dude's life forever. When he's an old man, it's going to be the same way. Unless. Unless I want to have guardrails in my life. I want to be disciplined. I want to save my marriage. More importantly, above all that, I want to save myself Mm -hmm. to be the best that I can be to be what God wants me to be right now. Yeah, absolutely. And to step into all those things. And that's what you're not seeing. You know, let's... Like we, we've heard more and more like you'll hear women like where where all the men at? Where all the men at? Well, they're not around. They're not. Mm-hmm. Where are all the men at? <laughs> I'm like 
serious. Like, turn this podcast on. Look at yourself in the mirror. What are you doing to be a man? What are you doing to save your marriage? What are, what are you doing? Because yeah. if you're just sitting there, you're not going to save it. Look at us. Tithed. Went to church. Went to a private Christian college. Grew up in church. Slept under the pews when I was little. Everything. Right? Everything church. Church, church, church. God, God, God. Everything. Got married. Tithed. Went to church. Checked the boxes. Prayed. All these things. Read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Off and on. Mm-hmm. All these things. And what happened? Our marriage nearly destroyed. Yeah. Me running from God. Why? No accountability. No guardrails. Not being challenged. Living my life like just which way is the boat going to turn today? Mm-hmm. And hoping for the best. And raising three kids. Like trying to be a great dad, but no real discipline. Yeah. Especially spiritually. Right, trying to be a great husband, no real discipline spiritually. Like if you cannot set guardrails up, if you don't have the guts to stand up and go to someone in your church, why do you think church is important? Because of community. Where are you going to find the godly man that you need? It's true. You're going to go to church. People and you are have like to humble yourself. Yeah, and <laughs> you have to humble yourself 100. percent But people are like, "Why? Well, I don't need to go to church to be saved." You're right. True, but life's going to be really tough, really tough without community, you know? And so where are you going to find that godly guy? Church, like get involved, find someone that you can be accountable to that will challenge you spiritually, especially spiritually. I would, I challenge people physically too. Like I, it's a whole self, right? It's It's a holistic approach. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want all these things, and I'm not just speaking to guys, but man, I get fired up because I'm just so tired of like, you know, the men you see around today. Like, sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like, sorry. I get so tired of that. But this goes for wives too. Like, are you, do you have accountability partner? Well, I was going to say, even with that accountability, twisting it a little bit too, like, let's say you have been in crisis. Like I had to have accountability for walking through healing too. I couldn't have you be the one responsible for my healing. You couldn't make everything okay for me. And the temptation is always to do that. Like if you had followed all these rules, quote unquote, and doing all these things, then somehow, some way I was supposed to heal. Yeah. And it's the same kind of level of like needing to have other other women who had walked before me, had great faith, even if they hadn't walked through what I had walked yeah. through, who could help me along the way to remind me of who had me, of whose I was, of the things that I needed to be developing in my life, the disciplines I needed to develop personally, physically, spiritually, all those things in mm. order to really truly be the woman of God that yeah. he was calling me to be. And so both of us, have have even developed that passion to help men and women through that process because of what we have walked yeah. through. And we put the label, the name on it now, right? Because we hope that you see it. Yeah. And you don't have to walk through blindly like we mm-hmm. had to walk through. We hope that you develop guardrails as a man, as a woman in your marriage before facing crisis. And if no. you have, you know how important they are. <laughs> And we hope that you develop them because ultimately you answer to God. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it's so true. I mean. And there are so many people out there that are willing to help. There really are. And so it is that, that whole entire thing. The best way, the best place you can find someone to help keep you accountable is church. Mm -hmm. So it is that process of, let's say you're the introvert and this is a struggle for you, right? You want somebody to come up to you and say, do you need help today? Right. That this is what people wait for. Mm -hmm. They literally are going to church and saying like, well, I'm, it's like the whole prayer thing. Yeah. Right. Like I've prayed for many people. And it's like you see this the look that they're trying to hold it all together. And you're like, hey, you're all right, man. Yeah. Any help? Like, yeah, I could really use some prayer. This is what's happening. Or maybe they don't come forward with what's happening. Yeah. You well, know, what I'm saying too, though, is like the person going in, you can't always expect that to happen. You have to oh, proactively yeah, yeah, yeah. go after help. Yeah. Like you can't go to church and say. I mean, yeah, look at me, right? Yeah, at church. Like yeah, if you walk up, be like, uh. Where'd my wife go? She's the one that talks to everyone. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. How's so the weather? It, so it is this process of saying like, you have to actively go after these things. You cannot just passively go to church and then just say, nobody came up to me today and asked me that yeah. question. So I guess there's no help for me here. Yep. Like yeah. that, that is a, a cop out to your own spiritual health Yeah. <laughs> and no, accountability is, and guardrails. So go and ask to meet with the pastor. Go and ask to to find out, is there a group I can get into? Like, mm-hmm. you have to be proactive in pursuing accountability, pursuing after the There's nothing God. in life that you can do just sitting back mm-hmm. and waiting. I mean, really. Yeah. You have to work at it. Other than these mindless entertainment things that yeah. we decide, or we fill our time with. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and God will help you. God's a God of promises. Like mm-hmm. open the Bible. There's tons of scripture, everything that will guide you the right way. But it's like we've said so many times, like Moses, like they got to the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. He's obeying, like we've talked about, right? He's obeying. He got to the Red Sea. Like he didn't sit back and do nothing and God like grab Israel and take him out of Egypt. Right? Yeah. Even though the promise was, I will he had to save keep you. Going before the Pharaoh and yeah. constantly, and so like there is there is work to be done. Yeah. Even though God's like, I'm going to deliver you from this. We didn't see that during our crisis when we were we were reconciling. But ultimately, what was happening was like God. God's like, you're going to get through all this, and you're going to learn so much. But I'm not just going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to guide you through this to make you stronger to make you in a better relationship with him, Mm. right? Like let's grow your relationship with, with him. So yeah, get accountability partner, get one, get one. That's not afraid to call you out. Oh yeah. That's so, so good to mention. Yeah. Cause if it's your friend, (laughs) if it's a close friend, you deserve better. Yeah. You're fine doing that. That's exactly what it is. Like you have to, (laughs) you have to be careful who you get. Yeah. You have to you have to understand like maybe it's not a friend. Maybe they become a friend. Yeah, abs- yes. But absolutely. maybe it's not a friend at first. Like I've been account I have been people's accountability partner, men. Let's say people, men. And I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. But they were like, Is there any way that you can help me out? Absolutely. But you better you better be ready because mm-hmm. I don't tiptoe around. Like I'm not gonna pull punches dude like i'm gonna ask you straight up it's the exact same thing that they teach you for suicide prevention 
Like if you Google suicide prevention, anything, the first thing they ask you is if you think that someone is in that space, Mm -hmm. the first question you ask them, are you going to kill yourself? Mm -hmm. Because it's a hard question, believe it or not, to ask someone. Yeah. Like, because it's that finality, that, you know, that question, the ultimate question. It's Mm -hmm. not, how are you feeling today? Is everything okay? Uh, No, it's like, are you going to kill yourself today? Like, what's going on like that? But that's the kind of blunt that you need out of someone that's an accountability partner for you. Yeah. And you need to tell them everything about you. Yeah. Like it's getting an accountability partner without full transparency is useless. It's a hundred percent useless. And it's a waste of that other person's time. I've been there too. Yes. And it's not cool. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but I don't, I don't need to know every detail. But I need to know why you're coming, mm-hmm. right? And so if you need an accountability party, you need to go up and talk to them. And it's easier if you get involved in like some kind of small group. Most churches have a men's group, mm-hmm. something like that, right? It's easier to start those conversations. But you also have to be ruthless. So if you don't have that in your church, then you need to go find somebody mm-hmm. and just go up to that guy at church like, hey, I need an accountability. Maybe partner. it's just literally this person that you've seen in church that just appears to have this level of spirituality that you are yeah. like wishing, man, I wish I could have that relationship with yep. God. And maybe it's just literally taking that bold step to say, listen, I don't know you, but I know yeah. that I need someone ahead of me in the spiritual yeah. walk. Would you be willing to meet with me? Would you be willing to have coffee? Yes. Like I, I can guarantee you. Because that starts a conversation <laughs> yes. of, Hey man, I have an issue with this Yeah, and this is where it comes from and I've tried to deal with it or maybe I haven't tried to deal with it. Yeah. Maybe I've just tried to deal with it on my own, which right? is most people's story. And that's not going to get you anywhere mm-hmm. at all. You're going to fail. Like, sorry, newsflash. You're going to fail if you're on your own. You're going to fail if you have an accountability partner too, but at least you have someone there that's going to bring it up, right? Because how long could you be failing on your own? Right. So you have these talks with this, you know, with your with whoever you're talking to. And then you're like, hey, man, these are the issues I have. Like, is there any way that we could meet once a week or have a phone call once a week Mm -hmm. or something? Can I reach out when I'm struggling? Can I reach out when I'm struggling? Like all these things. And that doesn't necessarily have to be face to face all the time. I would say face to face is good, but a lot of times it's hard to do that regularly. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be face to face all the time, but it it needs to happen weekly. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that grows as you grow spiritually, and all of a sudden it's like I don't have that issue anymore. Yeah, but I still want to guard myself from it, so I still want to talk to you. Maybe we, it's every other week. Maybe it's you know whatever. Yeah. However, it, it grows goes, as it goes on. You then be, as as that no longer is this ongoing struggle with you. You still know that person is there if you do. And then yeah. also you then turn that into starting to create accountability for other people yes. because you've learned and you've grown and in your accountability, you've established guardrails that help you to continue yeah. down the road that you need to go, which is, yep. that's, that's how beautiful this whole thing is and how God's economy works with bringing people together and their stories and their pain and their brokenness. Yep. And it's just, it really is beautiful. I will say this before I feel like we're kind of winding down. Yeah, I would say bit. so. Okay. I hope so. We got, we gone long again, but listen, oh well. no, you know what? You go I'm going to talk no about more. this. Yeah. Someone sent us an email, mm-hmm. right? And this is cool. This is not what I was going to talk about, but since Lisa said we were going long. All right, baby. Someone sent us an email and in that email, they were like, Hey, 
don't worry about how long you go. Like some of the top podcasts, which were not top podcasts, some of the top podcasts are like three hours long. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. And guess what? People are listening by the millions. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so I'm not going to worry about it. Okay, baby. Yeah. You can turn us back on after work. <laughs> we're on your phone. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Wrapping it up. I didn't. Oh, this is what I, I know you did. This is what I was going to say. All these things we're giving you will help save your marriage. Yes. Will help save you. Mm -hmm. Will make you a better spouse, a better mom, a better dad. They will make these. Better friend. Better better. friend. Better. These will help you along the way. You have to have God first. Yes. Like, can these make an average person a better person? 100%. But like, I'll tell you, we have guardrails. We do all the things that we preach. We do them. Do we still have things that pop up? Yeah. Do we do it all perfectly? No. 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 Like, do we not want to have communication on something sometimes? And we're just like, this is awkward. I want to talk about it. Yeah, we do the same thing. But if we didn't have all that stuff in place, I don't know where we'd be. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I think oh, we actually do nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But I just saying like these are practical ways to help you get through whatever it is or to help you not have to go through absolutely all that. But this doesn't mean that marriage is smooth sailing. This doesn't mean that parenting smooth sailing. This no. doesn't mean that your single life is smooth sailing at all. But this is just means that you're more disciplined than the average person that you can handle more, that you're more focused, that you are in, in step with what God has called you to do. Yeah. Period. Like and that's being what in this step is with for. God, what God wants to do does not mean that they're easy steps. <laughs> they're usually not easy no, steps. No, they're not usually easy. And I just want to, one more thing before we actually, you know, wrap it up. I just want to emphasize, and I know I mentioned just a little bit ago, but if you do have someone that you develop an accountability relationship with, I want to once again reiterate, if you, please do not waste their time. Please do not waste their time. Like if they've given you steps or challenges or whatever, even if they don't make sense to you, even if you feel like they're over the top, you know, whatever it is, be willing to do the things that you're not doing right now. Mm. We, we always say, you know, if you don't do anything different, it won't be any different. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it sounds so simple, but it's true. So be willing to do the things that someone is asking you to do because mm. they have some experience where you don't. Yeah. They're walking in some freedom that you don't have. And so there is, you know, this is advice you need to heed. And it's don't waste people's time when they are willing to invest in you. Yeah. I think that's really important too. So challenge, I would say exactly what this episode is about. Yeah. It's set up, get talk with your wife, talk with your husband or talk with yourself. Yeah. But set up some guardrails in your life, practical ways that'll just, it makes so much difference. Yeah. Protect what you value. Yeah. And then find an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Find one. Absolutely. Yeah, I think those are the two. Yeah. And be brave about that. Don't just wait there for them to come to you randomly out of the blue. Seek it out. Seek accountability. All right. We'll see you next week.